Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Let me take just a few seconds here to tell you about my brand new e-commerce course uh, that is perfectly designed for those of you who are looking to build your own online business, right? I know it's going to work well for you guys because we deep dive into the process that I use to build my own e-commerce businesses. We're going to look at the six key elements that you need to be aware of for building a successful online store. I'm utterly convinced it'll make a huge difference to your business. I am super proud of it let me tell you and it is brand new for 2020 it's called the e-commerce masterclass you can check out what other people think about the course you can find out more information on my site at mattedmondson.com Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show all about how to grow your online business. And every week I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce and I get to ask them all kinds of questions, you know, about all kinds of topics, about what they know and how it's going to help us develop our own online business. And in today's show, uh, we get to look at how to convince your customers to buy from you instead of your competition. That's right. Oh, yes. Uh, what can you do to stand out to increase your conversion and increase your customer satisfaction rate? That's what I'm getting into with today's special guest beaming in all the way from Los Angeles to the sunny UK where I'm recording right now. Jessica, jo uh, let me start that sentence again. Jessica Totillo is an e-commerce strategy expert and she will be sharing her tips, tricks, and strategies to get more sales than your competitors. Oh, yes, you are not going to want to miss this show. Uh, you can grab your notebooks, take notes. But of course, all of the notes from today's show will be available as a free download on our website. So just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net uh, to download them. And this is episode 42. So if you go to ecommercepodcast.net slash 42, you will go straight to this episode. Uh, this podcast, uh, the blog post on the site. You know what? We have a brand new domain name, ecommercepodcast.net. We thought that might be easier. So if you're thinking to yourself, Matt, I listened to this show. That's the first time I've heard of that uh, web URL. Well, you wouldn't be wrong because it's the first time I've mentioned it, uh, ecommercepodcast.net. Now, before we get into the show with Jessica, which I'm really looking forward to because we had a great pre-call, let's just hear from one of our fab friends, Chloe, and then we'll be back with Jessica. Hi, I'm Chloe Thomas, host of the brand new Keep Optimising Marketing podcast. Three reasons to tune in and have a listen. Number one, each month we focus on a different marketing method, a whole month, one marketing method. Two, each Wednesday we put live a new audio episode with an expert on that marketing method. Number three, at the end of each month, we get all our experts together to do a live webinar where you can ask them your questions. Well, that, oh, let me bring me back onto the screen here. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. You got Chloe again. 
Uh, make sure you check out Chloe's uh, podcast because you know what? It is going to be great and fab. I've actually been a guest on that show. That's not what makes it good and fab. It's just good and fab because Chloe does it. So if you're in e-commerce, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Now, without further ado, that's enough from me. Let's bring on uh, Jessica onto the show. Now, we are also trying tonight some new software. So do forgive us if we, uh, we kind of mess this up. But if I press this button... Jessica will appear. Jessica, hi, good evening. How are you doing? Hello. I'm so well. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Super excited to chat with you about all this. Oh, no, it's great you could join us. Thanks for joining us. Now, I was reading uh, your you know, your bio, and I'm thinking, actually, I didn't ask before we started recording. You are in L.A., right? I did get that bit right. Yes. Yes, you Okay, it's good. Yes. I was like, wow, okay. Because <laughs> at the time of recording, it's like 8 p.m. here. So what's the time for you? It's noon, our time. Oh, wow. So it's eight hours difference. Goodness. So you're having your lunch yes. and I've had my dinner already and getting ready for bed. Okay. That's just the way the world works at the moment. So thanks yes. for being on the time show. Zones, my pleasure. Time zones are weird. I still don't totally get them. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> I remember I've, I've only ever done it once. I flew around the world once. I went from London to Singapore to New Zealand, from New Zealand to San Francisco, then to Chicago, then to New York by North Carolina and back home. So I literally went around the world. And you actually, through certain time zones, you you land before you take off, which I... <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> it really, really is. So, Jessica, right, it says here in the bio that you are an e-commerce strategy expert. And I love your title, right? So you're an e-commerce strategist and Clavio Ninja. Right now, people watching the video can see your job title. Uh, why yeah. Clavio Ninja? Why that? So I, I've i been in retail e-commerce for a long time, and I've worked with a lot of email marketing platforms. And in my previous day job, we were on this platform. We didn't like it. We were on a contract. We needed to move to something else. And we were about to go with Clavio and then this new shiny object popped up, right? And so like everyone does, this happens in corporate companies. It happens in small businesses. You see the shiny object. You're like, I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got it, right? It was Black Friday and none of my emails triggered that I had scheduled. Ahead no, on Black Friday, the one on day Black you Friday. wanted actually to work. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was very stressful. And I was the only employee of this multi seven figure e-commerce business at the time. And it was a very stressful moment. So I was like, well, we're not going to use this platform. I'm just going to go back to Clavio. And I onboarded onto Clavio in three days with, you know, 200,000 plus email subscribers um, recreated all of my flows, got all of my holiday campaigns set up. And it was a very long three days, but I did it. <laughs> and for me, because I was an email marketer, the fact that I was able to do that on Clavio, a platform I had never used, but it was that easy, I instantly fell in love. Yeah. And our revenue and our KPIs and email were just shot up through the roof. Oh, wow. So I dug really deep into Clavio 
and really just fell in love with it. So it's the first thing I recommend to people. And, you know, I work with a lot of smaller entrepreneurs who get overwhelmed by the tech. And so that was really the hole in the market that I started to fill. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a very good testimonial for Clavio. I mean, the fact that you can do <laughs> yeah. that in three days, be up and running and it's, and it's, it's better than it was before. Mind you, yeah. if the system you're using before is not actually sending out emails, anything, Gmail anything would be better, better, right? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That was a crazy, it was a very unfortunate day. It's really, you know, when you have to go and tell your boss when he's like, um, why am I not seeing as many sales come through as you expect? And it's like, well, because none of our emails got sent out. Wow. That's who wants to be the one to deliver that news? Yeah, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no. So uh, unfortunately, you've not had to do that again since, right? Mm -mm. Nope. No problems anymore. Well, that's interesting. I mean, Clavio is not the thing necessarily on our bill to talk about, but I'm fascinated to ask you about that because actually we don't really talk too much about e-commerce platforms. We've used um, Active Campaign. We still use Active Campaign. We've used Pure 360. Mm -hmm. We've used a whole bunch of different ones over the years. Clavio is the one platform I've heard a lot about but never actually used. Some of my clients use it with good results. Um, have you used Active Campaign? Can you compare it to Clavio? I'm curious. So I have dabbled in Active Campaign a little bit. I will say, and maybe it's just me and the way my brain works, but I get completely overwhelmed with the way they tag people mm -hmm. and how you use tags to sort and trigger and things. Whereas in Clavio, it's you basically have your main list that everybody goes to and then everything else is just a segment and that's it. And there's a lot of ways you can build those segments. So for me, I just find it easier to wrap my head around mm -hmm. and think through logic in Clavio. Very good. Okay. Yeah. And so if anybody's out there and they're thinking of trying a different e-commerce platform, definitely give Clavio a go uh, and see for how you sure. go. Cause I, I'd imagine they do like a free trial or like a, a small trial type thing that you can have a go at and of course if they need coaching reach out and talk to jessica because <laughs> yep. she's a ninja in the whole thing right so ninjas are awesome okay so <laughs> thanks uh you, you should have worn like a ninja mask joe that would have been quite oh, funny. <laughs> yes that's actually a really good idea i should do some like social media videos really playing up the ninja Thing. Yeah, 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 totally. I'm putting that on the list. And yeah. go overboard and do all the whoosh sound effects and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think you should totally do it. It'd be amazing. Uh, just tag me in it when you do it. I'd love to see it. Uh, okay. You got so, it. Uh, we are talking about how to convince customers to buy from you instead of your competition. And this is a favorite topic of yours, right? Uh, we talked about this mm -hmm. in our pre-call. Why is this why is this something that you um care deeply about? Working with e-commerce entrepreneurs, what I've seen is they get really caught up in themselves in the business, right? Like, oh, I have this traffic but nobody's buying or mm -hmm. how do I get more traffic or so and so is doing this, I need to do that. Instead of asking, what does your customer need? What is important to them? What is going to make them buy? So I approach it this way because 
that's what people want the answer to. But the truth underneath it is really understanding your customer and what makes you special and yeah. what they're going to connect with. So it's a little tricky, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> These things always are very nuanced. Yes. Very, very yes. nuanced. Yes. So what are some quick wins that we could have? Let's let's start at the top. What are some of the quick ways that we can increase conversion on our e-commerce websites? So I think the first thing that you can do, and you have to kind of sit and think about your business a little bit and determine what is it that makes you special. And I think sometimes we think it has to be this big, grandiose thing, right? That something that nobody else has ever done before. And it really doesn't. Sometimes it's as simple as we have really great customer service and we are here for you 24-7 or whatever that is. Yeah. Or you can catch us on live chat. Or if depending upon your product, if it's something very visual like jewelry, hey, you can get on a video chat with us and we can help you pick out the right thing. And sometimes it's just, hey, we ship everything for free. Yeah, I like to use the story of Zappos when they first started. Nobody was selling shoes online. People mm -hmm. were not buying shoes online because yeah. fitting that is too difficult, right? And they had no business. And then they brought in a new CEO and he was like, well, you need to have free shipping because people are afraid to buy shoes online. And it was that thing that changed their entire business. Yeah, and now everything. they are yeah. who we know today. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a huge thing, but what really matters to the customer when it comes to buying your product? That I think is such a crucial point because um, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier when you went to a different company, you were looking at the shiny thing. The, mm -hmm. And this is, this is a, you know, people have seen the title, you know, how to, how to get, you know, sales on your, how to beat your competition, how to, how to win that. And yeah. you, you instantly think, Oh, Oh, what is it that I don't know? Do you know what I mean? What's the silver bullet? What's the magic thing here? The magic formula I'm going yes. to use. And I love it because you've just basically come out and said, actually, it's going to be something very straightforward, something very simple. Uh, and it's going to matter deeply to your customer. Dig in, find out what that is, and we're good to go. Is that what I've heard? Yes, exactly. That's awesome. exactly it. Well, this yes. was a really short podcast. <laughs> 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 no, no, we need to get into this a little bit more. So what are yeah. then some of these, um, so some of the fun, let's talk about the fundamentals. I love talking about this. Let's get the fundamentals sorted out. So you've given us an example there with Zappos and, or Zappos. Mm -hmm. How do you pronounce Zappos? We don't have it in England. Yeah, I don't. Um, uh, but um, I've read his book, Delivering Happiness, uh, the Tony, Tony Shea's book, which is just awe-inspiring. I mean, brilliant book. Um, so they figured out free delivery. Uh, because they understood it was from their customers. So what are some of the other things that we should do? How do we figure out what's going to work for us? Yeah, I've, we need to listen to what they're, the customer is saying to us. So we already have a lot of the data that we need. It's just a matter of being aware and paying attention. So what customer service emails are you getting? What are people saying in reviews? What are they objecting to? 
And those are the specific things that you need to address. And, you know, you can say like, oh yeah, free shipping, that's going to make everybody happy. But I have actually in previous companies, we tested our free shipping threshold a lot and it literally made no difference. Like there was no change in conversion. So that wasn't important to them. So you have to figure out what is important to your customer. For some people, it's because it's small batch and it's handcrafted and it's supporting a family and putting money on, you know, putting dinner on their table. What is it specifically for them? And they're probably already telling you. So my favorite place, like I said, is to look at your customer service inquiries. Mm -hmm. And another way that you can think about this is how many customer service inquiries you get is also a KPI to measure, right? Because your team only has so much time to sit down and email with these people, or you only have so much time. So if you can change your messaging or put in some new um, unique selling proposition that addresses it, And it means they don't have to email you and ask you questions anymore. And now you're spending less time talking to your customer. Now you've lowered your expenses and now you're more profitable. Mm -hmm. So if we need to tie it to money, which most of us do, that's another another way you can kind of backtrack through that. So it really is look at the resources you already have. What are people saying to you on social media? The, the content is there. Yeah. You just need to read it and understand it. That's brilliant. So you can go through your customer service inquiries, your reviews. And actually, um, I wouldn't leave it there. You could also look at what people are writing on the social media um, of your competition, can't you? Or people selling like similar yes. products. Yeah, yeah. Yes. One of the things that I do quite often is I read through reviews uh, on Amazon of people. If the products that we sell are on the Amazon website, it's just a goldmine, isn't it, of information? It absolutely is because they're already giving you all of their grievances, what they don't like. And now you know how you can do it better. As a consumer, Amazon reviews make me want to buy almost nothing. (laughs) I will say that. (laughs) But as a marketer, yes, they are a goldmine for sure. Yeah, you look at them and go, oh my goodness, what an opportunity here. I mean, you said a minute ago um, about maybe, you know, if you're doing handmade stuff or it's one of the big things we're seeing in the UK at the moment, um, we're in a second lockdown and there is a big deal about buying local from local businesses. It's a massive thing, right? Um, because nobody, everyone's saying, don't buy from Amazon because they don't pay tax. There's a big thing in the UK about that. Now they may pay their tax. I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just saying this is what the newspapers report. Um, so, you know, don't come sue me, Amazon. But uh, there is this thing about don't buy from Amazon, buy local. It is a big deal at the moment um, to the point where actually uh, we are changing the messaging on our own e-commerce website. So before we would tell you that we've shipped, you know, 15 gazillion products to this many different nations around the world. Now we're going to go on there and say, this is the team. Here's a photograph of the three of us or the four of us. And actually mm-hmm. we're just a small local business. Um, and, yeah. and, and people are preferring that message much more now than, than say a few years ago, but especially in the light of COVID. Have you, have you noticed that? 
100%. So I, like I said, I work with a lot of smaller entrepreneurs and I tell them, put as much of yourself into the business as you are comfortable with. Ideally, you should be getting on video and talking about your product and showing your face. But I understand that everyone wants to do that. But it's so powerful because people buy from people. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Even if someone else, look, unless you invented something that doesn't exist, right? There's someone else out there who sells what you sell, but nobody else is you. So, and it, it, there's always kind of been like that cult group of people who want to shop small and shop local, but you're right. Since the pandemic, people's you know, it's really shifted even more so to that. And I think it's, it's less culty and it's more normal now to want to support the small business. It is. And I think actually it's quite wonderful. I mean, I am a small business, so I definitely think it's wonderful, right? Yeah. Uh, But I, I'm, I'm definitely taking the challenge. What can I not buy from the big boys, you know, from Amazon and the Walmarts of this world? And what can I buy from a local business um, and support them at this time? Because, you know, why not? Right. This is what humanity does, I think, in times like this. And so yes. I think and I love that, you know, there's so many sites selling the product that you're selling, but only you are, you know, you're what's different. You're you're what's unique. Um, so do you recommend then sites, uh, small sites um, build their site a bit more? I mean, I guess you've hinted at this a little bit, but build their site a bit more around them and who they are, as well as the products that they sell. Absolutely. I think your own story, especially if it started out of, you know, you were solving a particular problem. That's what I see most of the time, right? So you've got a mom who is looking for, uh, she needs something to help her kid, right? It doesn't exist. That wasn't a good example. I don't even have kids, but it was the first thing that came to mind. (laughs) That's why I couldn't come up with anything tangible. So she goes and she creates it, right? Mm. And that story is something that people can relate to and they are going to see themselves in you. And one of the things that I've learned after many 20 plus years being in retail is people don't read, right? So <laughs> you, they just don't. That's very um, true. They don't read sales signs, you know, they're, it's terrible. But that just means that you can't over communicate it. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I see happens a lot is you have this great story, but you don't share it enough because to you, you are sick of hearing it. Yeah. And you think you've said it a million times, but they haven't heard it a million times. So you cannot over communicate all of your USPs, whatever they are, free shipping, your story, right? Mm -hmm. You just can't say it enough. That's a really important point. And this is actually one of the things that I found quite um, uh, difficult from my own point of view, because you're, you're right. You're like, I've said this, there's a page on my website, which talks about this. And then I kind of have to think to myself, well, you know, only 2% of people are going to that webpage. And out of the 2% going to that webpage, maybe one in a thousand people actually bother to read everything between the headlines. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, right. Um, and you're right. You have to remind yourself, just constantly say the same message over and over again and become a, 
become your own brand evangelist kind of thing uh, and tell your yeah. story in a way that connects with people. I think it's a winning formula. Um, we have this phrase, I have this phrase, we called, um, are you familiar with the story about David and Goliath? You know, the small lad who takes on the big giant with his slingshot and he Sword. wins kind of, yeah, it's, Malcolm Gladwell Ish. wrote a book about it called David and Goliath. And it's about this young lad who um, takes on a giant. It's like, how do you take on the giants? So we have this phrase called digital Davids, right? How do you, if you're a digital David, if you're the small guy, how do you beat the big giants? How do you beat the, the, the Goliaths of this world? And it wasn't using the same tools. David didn't beat Goliath using the sword and the shield. He beat him with a slingshot, the story tells us, which was a tool he was used to using. And I love what you're saying because actually this is what you do as a digital David. What is good for you? What do you know? What are you good at? Do that. Tell your story really well and you'll, you'll win, right? Absolutely. 100%. And I tell people all the time, you know, as a small business, you are in a better position to be more nimble, to yeah. pivot quicker. You don't have all the red man coming from corporate. That is my background. It took us forever <laughs> to do something new, right? Cause you got to get all yeah. these people to agree to it. And it's just this whole big conversation. And, and then by the time you get around to implementing it, it's like not even the cool thing anymore. Yeah. It's been but done, you, yeah. Yeah, you as the small business, you can react so quickly. So if you're paying attention and then you can pivot and reach that customer right where they're at, that's something the big guys cannot do. Yeah. They just can't. No, they they and they definitely can't create that content the way that you can create it. Mm -mm. And they're they're yeah. the the I guess they're the supermarket, aren't they? They're the big guys. It's on the shelf, buy it or don't buy it, we don't care. Uh, but actually you're like the deli, aren't you? The delicatessen. You're going to go in there. Someone's going to know everything about that product and they're going to give you samples and they're going to talk to you about that and you're going to become the most knowledgeable person about some obscure cheese and you're going to go, well, I'm going to try that. And that's what you are, right. isn't it, online? Yes, that is the best. I have never heard that used as an analogy, but it's amazing. I'm going to use it. I will give Feel you credit. Feel free. Uh, steal it all the way. I'd like to take credit, yeah. but I'm sure I've heard it somewhere else. <laughs> But yes, that is so true. And that is the experience that you can create as a smaller business. I mean, this is why big companies use celebrities, right? Because yeah. you connect with the celebrity. So they're trying to take advantage of that because they can't connect with you directly. Yeah. But how much more powerful would it be if it's actually the person who sat down and made this product and created this product? And you just want to support them. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful. No, it is totally. We've just um, uh, I, I just tell a little story here. We've just launched a new site uh, with a lady called Joe Jewett, Joanne Jewett. Now, Joe uh, is a beautiful lady. She's in her sixties. She won't mind telling her age because she wanted to do. She had a she had a beautiful story um, about being sixty and how when she was in her sort of fifties, her makeup needs changed. And she's from the northeast of England, and they, they have a very particular way in which, uh, of how they talk in the northeast of England. It's very matter-of-fact, very down-to-earth, and very straight to the point. And she would use all kinds of expressions, basically, to say that she didn't look great. And I, I, I just found myself laughing every time she used a different analogy. 
And so she um, actually, in her day, was the makeup artist to Princess Diana, Bette Midler, Barbara Streisand, Madonna. You could name any celebrity. She's probably done makeup for them, right? And and so I was intrigued when I met her because she had this methodology. um, She had a particular type of makeup, which she liked. And so we're like, that, I think, would be a really interesting website because you're not then just becoming another makeup site. Actually, this site is about mm-hmm. Joe. It's about her methodology. It's about her story. It's about what she did for Princess Diana. And it's about how you, in your 60s, aren't going to look like the dog's dinner anymore because she's going to help you get your makeup right. right? <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I, and that, for me, the thing that intrigued me about that, the reason I got involved was because of her story. Yeah, yeah. Really I even just listening to it, I'm like, okay, well, I need to see more about this because especially when it comes to, you know, beauty and stuff like that is you don't want to see, you know, the 20 year old with the perfect skin. It's like, well, yeah, of course she looks like that because yeah. she's 20 and she has perfect skin, but like, I'm a little bit more weathered. I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm showing I'm showing some love because I've lived a great life. Like, and I want to connect with someone who has been through that and who understands me, you know, we all just want to be understood and accepted. So if they can relate to you, it's just going to attract them. Yeah, no, that's totally right. That's totally right. So, um, one of the things that uh i that came to my mind as you're talking one of the things that we pivoted really well on a jersey beauty company i love your analogy you can pivot quick and it took a long time in corporate mm. i did a i did a mm. i did a coaching job with a a, a a a corporate company in new zealand i won't mention any names but love them to bits and we're like let's you know try this idea took six months for some team somewhere to approve and you're just like what it takes like literally six seconds in my head to go this is a good idea let's try that right right really fascinating the difference between the two things anyway one of the things that we did at jersey to pivot um which made a massive difference was we understood that in jersey is a beauty company right so it sells skincare products and one of the things that we were realizing very quickly is uh environmental issues eco do you know what I mean? And, and that mm. whole side of things. Beauty industry is not well known for that. I'm not going to lie. And so we stopped shipping out our products in the, you know, the plastic bubbles, uh, the air yes. pocket type things to keep your product safe. Yep. We're like, yeah, that's, that's just not going to work for us. It doesn't vibe with us as our values. And it certainly doesn't connect with our clients. And so we were racking our brains long and hard. What should we use instead of plastic bubbles, right? We could use the brown paper like Amazon, but that's just brown boring paper <laughs> we could yeah. use the wood shavings do you know what i mean but then the client has got to clean that up at the other end it looks pretty <laughs> but they get hacked off with that really quickly we we found that out um and so do you know what we settled on and this if i was to pinpoint one you know you can look back over your website and go there were several points where things changed for us several things that we did and this was one of them was just changing our packaging material and we used popcorn like actual real popcorn? Yeah, real popcorn. I went out and bought a load of popcorn machines. We put them in the warehouse and we just started making popcorn. And this was a crazy idea that I got when I was at the cinema, right? Because I'm like, this stuff is organic. It is lightweight. It's going to protect the products. It is fun, right? Because we just wanted to be known yeah. for being a little bit different, a bit quirky, a bit fun. And 
because it's biodegradable, it's totally environmentally friendly. Go and feed it to the birds. And so we started shipping our products in popcorn. Social media went nuts. Everybody started I'm taking sure. pictures of their packaging because it came in popcorn. No one had ever taken a picture of the plastic bubbles unless it was to complain or whine. And so, right. um, yeah, as you were talking, that, that story just popped into my head. Just the simple thing of changing a plastic bubble to popcorn made a massive difference. That's freaking brilliant. I love that. Are you still doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we totally yeah. are. And people, we <laughs> we started getting letters and emails. You talk about reading customer service. We started getting mm. emails from people saying, well, that popcorn was delicious. Me and my grandson really enjoyed it. And we had to write <laughs> them back going, listen, I'm not being funny. There's a sticker on the on the packaging which says, do not eat this popcorn. Feed it to the birds. Do you know what I mean? Because right. this wasn't produced in what you'd call a food safe environment. <laughs> it's right. been in a yes. box for like three days at least. Uh, since we've packed it and you've opened this, this is not to eat while you're watching a movie, love. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it That's created its so own set of problems, funny. but uh, yeah. I, it, it made a massive difference. Yeah. But see, I love that because now you're solving that problem, right. Of environmentally friendly packaging, but you also created a moment for people to share and talk about. And so now they're doing the marketing for you. Mm -hmm. um, so that was brilliant. Good job. Love it. I don't think I ever would have thought of that. No. I, and again, uh, I, I think we thought of it when we were just thinking laterally one day. Uh, it took us a while to get there, but we tried it. And you know what? <laughs> we had to try so many different types of corn to find the right corn. Who knew? Who knew there were so many different types of popcorn? But apparently there are. I didn't know that. I thought yeah, there yeah, was yeah. one no. type of popcorn. <laughs> nope. But nope. talk about like just social proof and getting people talking about you. That's amazing because that's one of the other things, you know, that I would tell people to focus on in terms of standing out from the competition. So you really you managed to, I don't want to say kill two birds with one stone because that's a terrible saying, but I don't know what else. I don't know another version, <laughs> yeah, but we, you know what I mean. We know what you mean. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, what I want to do now is um, we're going to take a quick break uh, and we're going to be right back after the sponsors, but I want to get into, if it's okay with you, I want to talk about how we can practically then start to bring our own personality out onto the websites. What are some of the things, some of the other steps that we need to take? So, uh, it has been good so far. Uh, let me bring on the sponsors and I'll be right back. Let me give a big shout out to one of our show sponsors, Curious Digital. You know what? I love its flexibility. It's such a great platform. You know how when you start out, you might typically use an online platform because they're cheap. They're easy to use, super accessible, but you know what? They aren't that flexible. And as your business grows, you end up moving to an agency, right? Because that's just what you do. And at some point, you're going to have this nightmare to deal with, and it can be incredibly expensive. And the thing for me that I love about KD is it will grow with you. You can start out on the platform easily, and as your business grows, then KD will adapt with you. Now, I don't know of any other platform that does all of that. So if you're in the market for a new e-commerce platform, make sure you follow the links from mattedmondson.com. Take advantage of the offers that they've got for you and uh, let me know what you think.
Okay, good to be back with Jessica. And thanks again to our show sponsors, Curious Digital. Do check out that platform if you are looking for an e-commerce platform. Now, Jessica, we were talking about uh, how to uh, get people to buy from you rather than your competitors. And we got into this amazing topic of just, you know, doing the fundamentals, doing something simple, being you, being more you on the website because people buy from people, right? Um, and that's just led us down a whole series of conversations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm imagine there's somebody, I, mean, I know there's somebody listening to this show, right? And, and going, Matt, this is great. You're getting excited because, you know, you've got examples. You've kind of, you know, you've got things you can agree with that. I'm just starting out in e-commerce, right? So um, you're just starting out in e-commerce. Let's take any particular product. Let's take beauty because it's what we know. How do you how do you inject you more into that business? What are some of the steps that you would take? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing I would say, and I know some people are going to be like, oh, but I really don't want to do this. I'm still going to challenge you to <laughs> is to get on video. Okay. V video is so powerful and it's going to grow that no like, and trust with your potential customers so much faster. Mm -hmm. So you can do this in a couple different ways. One, I think you can get on video on social media, of course, but even on your own website, if you have particular products, like think about the experience of buying makeup. Let's just use makeup as the example. You want to feel the formula. If you're talking about an eyeshadow, you want to see how pigmented it is, right? You want to try it out with different tools and kind of see, is this better when I use my finger? Do I need a brush? Like there's so much that goes into that. Create those videos and answer those questions for the customer. So if you can answer their objections before they even have a chance to have them, you're going to be so far ahead of the game. Yeah. And this could look like maybe it's on your actual product page. Maybe you have a library or you have a blog. Kind of depends where you want to put it, what's easier for you. But I think getting on video, who, okay, watch home shopping shows. You ever watch those? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, not so much these days. When I can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. But we've all seen them. We, yeah, yeah. we know, you know, what an infomercial looks like the way they sell, right? That is how you sell in person. And I have quotes here. If you're just listening to audio in person, but online, because yeah. they are touching it. They're feeling it. They're describing it to you. They're talking to you about how it smells, even though you can't smell it. And they're really like, enveloping you in that experience as if you were touching and feeling it yourself because that's the biggest struggle with selling online yeah they can't touch and feel and so, so they need you to you describe it you can and there's a reason why qvc and all these home shopping channels talk the way they talk it's not just because they yeah. woke up one day and thought oh let's talk very different they do it because it works because it sells product yeah. it shifts product um, what was that movie? There was a movie that came out recently about uh, the lady that sold mops on TV channel. Do you know the one I mean? Oh, I don't. Ah, oh, it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out <laughs> and I'm going to let you know which one it is because I watched it the other day and I thought it was so great. And it's about this lady who, um, she's, 
she she creates a mop. You know, she creates this idea for a mop, invests all the money into it, um, and then it just does it just you know doesn't really sell. So she manages to force her way onto a home TV channel, uh, and they insist that one of their presenters presents it and she's like you're not doing it like I would do it you're not you're not describing it like I would describe it and so she gets on the air she kind of forces her way on and tells to, tells a story of the mop the way that she would do it and they sell like hotcakes it becomes a best selling product it's based on a true story um and I just can't remember uh I'm just going to google it now movie uh, <laughs> about mop on home channel shopping channel do you call them mops in the States? Do you yes. know what I mean when I say uh, a mop? I think Joy. so, to clean that was the floor. It. The movie's called Joy, a 2015 film. Uh, that's it, Joy. So do watch it. It's got Jennifer Lawrence in it. So she plays a character. Oh, okay. Uh, Robert that's De Niro's funny. in it, um, who plays like her, her father. So it's a really great movie. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, oh, my gosh. That. What a great cast for, for a mop. That's amazing. Oh, yes. Okay. I definitely need to watch that. But that is exactly it, right? Is that's why. And here's, you know, I mean, I'm in the US, right? And I grew up in New York and now I live in California. And so life on the coasts in the US is very different from the middle of the country. And we're really the minority because, you know, someone on the coast will think of a home shopping network, be like, oh, I don't watch those, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the US, the middle that makes up the majority of us, they do. And that is the average person that we're maybe selling to here. So I think if you, you have to really think about who that end user is and what's going to be important to them. And sometimes, you know, geography matters mm. on what's going to actually land with them. So that's why I like to use the home shopping networks as an example, because they are, they are selling you yeah. the product. That's such a good idea. Yeah. That's actually, I'm going to go, we're going to have a conversation tomorrow when I talk to the beauty guys. Homework, guys. Let's go watch QVC. <laughs> let's go watch the Home Shopping Network or whatever it's called. When they're selling beauty products, let's take note of what they're doing. That can be our home homework. So if you're listening to the okay. show, find out when they're selling your kind of products and listen to what they do and figure out how you can replicate that on your site, right? I think that's yeah. a brilliant idea. That's a brilliant yeah. and idea. And even, even going to look at, you know, some of the bigger influencers in your space you know, we're talking about makeup when they're doing YouTube videos, right? Like there is a certain way that they go about explaining what they're doing and how they're applying it. And they talk to you about the texture. How does it feel on their skin? Like they're doing all of that for a reason. It's because they're that's what their audience wants to know. Yeah. And especially in beauty now with COVID, you know, you're not going to be going into a store and like trying on makeup anymore. No. Like, that's just not going to be a thing. So the more that you can talk to them about all that they would experience when they were touching it and feeling it, the better off you'll be. Yeah. No, that's, that's like my great. number one thing. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, translating that into the written word as well in your product descriptions. But I think People consume information differently. So you have some people that would prefer to watch a video. You have some people that would prefer to read. I watch videos on mute always. So if okay. there are no captions, yeah. 
right? I don't know what's going on because even though I have headphones, I usually don't put them in. Mm -hmm. Whereas my husband, he watches videos all day. He always has his AirPods in. So he's actually listening to the sound. Um, you know, if someone is reading while they're commuting, if that's even a thing anymore, I don't know, you know, maybe they're also doing it without the sound on. And there's a bunch of statistics out there that actually talk about this. Yeah. Especially so, on social media, isn't it? Social media. Yeah. So when you're creating that content, like you have to think about all those little things. And aside from, you know, video and your product descriptions, think about where people are spending the most amount of time on your site. And I would look at your analytics for this, mm -hmm. but if there's spending more time on your collections versus your individual products or on your homepage, then that's where you want to make sure they can see this really important information. So you may have, you know, this block on your homepage that's towards the bottom that you think is really great. But like if nobody scrolls down that far, yeah. then they're never going to see it. So using a heat map to get a sense of how people actually navigate around and then move the information so they actually see it. Yeah, no, that's again, it's such an important point. And it's easy enough to test, isn't it, these days? really really is easy enough to test and again going back to our supermarkets they do that all the time they're always moving products around never in the same place whenever i go to the pig in supermarket i always have to search <laughs> it out but they're figuring out what the best location is for certain products aren't they and, and they understand products at eye level yeah they're going to sell an awful lot more than the products on the lower shelf so the actual products have to pay to be there so again just understanding that about your website and what visitors are consuming and where such good advice Okay, so we've got video, we've got um, good product descriptions. And again, you can inject personality, can't you, into those product descriptions um, for the, Absolutely. you know, for the few that do read it, uh, make it interesting, yeah. right? Um, make it interesting. <laughs> um, we've got good product descriptions. Um, and so what else uh, would you look at on the site? Photos, mm. photos, photos. I... What I see, and I think it depends on what level of business you're at, right? But I think a lot of smaller entrepreneurs or people who are just starting, they don't want to invest money in good photographs because it just feels like this extra expense. But it's actually what's probably going to do the majority of selling for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? You don't have to necessarily hire a professional photographer, but it does need to be light and bright and all of that stuff. And I think it, you have to put a little time and energy into it. I will say, if you are comfortable on video and you are getting on video, then you can probably stand to have less good product photos, right? Because the video is going to kind of outweigh it. But Ultimately, you need good photos and you have to think about the product itself. What is the right type of photo? So if you're selling clothing, well, like you really do need a model in it because yeah. people need to understand how it fits and how it moves. Right. Um, and I also see a lot of photos just taken too far away from the subject, like get on in there, get the details, get all the angles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I probably said this already, but I always try and think of what would the experience be like if they were in person? 
they would pick it up, they would turn it around, they'd read the back. How can you recreate that online yeah. through photography, through, you know, video, through written description? Very good. And like you said, I don't think taking photographs has to be complicated, but light and breezy, light and airy is good. And we found actually, mm -hmm. um, I have, I've not got it with me. My wife's nicked it, but um, my, I've got the iPhone 11, I think it's not the latest one, but you know what? That takes unbelievable photos these days. Use yeah. that to take the photo, use Lightroom to edit it and bam, you have got an amazing photo. You've just got to think about yeah. it, right? Jeez. Um, no, very, very good. So get in the photos uh, right on your site. Get in there, get into the detail on the photos. Um, have yeah. lots of photos. Why not? Because, you know, people love to see it. They can scroll through the photos or they can ignore them. But, you know, one of the things that we did, um, like you say, what do people do when they walk into the store in a beauty, uh, in a skincare center? They pick it up, they turn around, they read the instructions on the back of the box. So we started mm -hmm. photographing the back of the box. Um, and put in that yes. on the site. It was like, it just felt a bit weird because, well, this is, no, no, you take a picture of the front of the box. No, you do that, but take a picture of the side and the back as well. Um, and uh, again, just more engagement just by photographing the sides and the backs of the boxes. Yep. And even, you know, the, the ingredients, like if you do have a product like that, you know, you want the ingredients written out on mm -hmm. your product page. It's really important, especially if people are ingesting it or putting it on their skin, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need to know what's in it. Um, but like we said, some people look at photos, some people read things, some people don't do any of that. You just don't know. So you, you can't really have too much content in mm -hmm. my opinion as long as you're smart about where you put it so that you don't overwhelm them exactly yeah and we found actually long form product pages always convert more than short form content um always and it and i i look at the stats and people don't scroll down it's just that it's there do you know what i mean there. and you've gone and you've yeah. gone to the trouble of putting <laughs> the information they're not going to read it and don't feel disheartened right. when they don't but if they've seen it and they know it's there so that just gives them a little bit of confidence you know and it, that's that's fantastic yes. you know that's that's the way it that's, should be yes that's such a good point the confidence because they need to be confident that you are legit right like you are just some random company on the internet they don't know you they need to be able to trust you. So if they see that you put in the time, energy, effort, think about, you know, we've all gone to a website and been like, mm, I don't know, this website looks a little janky yeah. and like, who is this person behind it? So that looks actually do matter in this case because it helps with the trust factor for sure. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, aside from the fact you use the word janky, which I <laughs> I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take that one. You can use the, 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 the popcorn idea or whatever it was that you were going to take. Oh, it was the deli analogy. Uh, you use that. I'm going to use the word janky because that's just fantastic. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> where was I going with this? Uh, so we were talking in the prequel, we were talking about how, um, how on Instagram, one of the things I've seen a lot, and I think you mentioned it, whereby a lot of companies have tricked onto this idea that actually I'm going to throw an advert on Instagram. I'm, you're going to go to their website uh, and you'll pay, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks. You may never actually get that product. It became a big mm. deal, right? Yeah. Yes. I have been victim of that. It's really disheartening. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, 
No, it's not great. And it wasn't an expensive thing. I think it was like a $30 necklace or something like that, but it never came. And then when I tried to go back and contact them, the website didn't even exist anymore. Like it was just like shut down. Um, So yes, I've been a victim of that and that happens to people. And so with the barrier to entry of e-commerce being so low now, right? Mm. Because you have all of these fully hosted platforms. It's really easy for anyone to just throw up a website while people are more comfortable shopping online than they were maybe five years ago or even a year ago, there are that many more opportunities for people to get swindled and it can make them a little weary. So it is really important to be legit and have social proof and product reviews and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I totally agree. More and more people are getting burned with it. The amount of inquiries actually we get, say, at Jersey, is this product uh, product legitimate product or is it gray market import? How do I know? Is it, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh. this is really fascinating. It's become a big problem, right? So people, how do we, how do, how do we know? Uh, and so you have to go to great lengths to explain to people actually where we are a legitimate company. Um, here are the reviews, here are the authorization, do you know what I mean? So on and so forth. And um, because yeah. you're right, people are getting jaded. Um, and yeah. so all of the stuff that you've actually talked about and helped us with the, the video, the doing good product content, all of that is just giving you that proof, that, uh, that confidence, isn't it? The customer confidence to buy from you and think, actually, I'm not going to get shafted here if I purchase from your website i'm hopefully going to get a good service right yeah i mean if they see you and that's the other thing with video is people think it needs to be this big beautiful overdone production and it really doesn't actually the more real and raw it is the more likely that person is to connect with you and like if you're doing a video at your kitchen table where you're sitting and making your product or you're packing the product whatever it is you're doing I'm like, oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me, I'm going to buy this from her. She can go buy herself something nice this weekend. Like, yeah. it's really versus some big company. Sometimes all the bells and whistles actually make you a little bit more untrusting. Yeah. 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 Cause if I call them, I'm going to get put in a queue somewhere and I, I'm, it's going to be <laughs> horrific, isn't it? And I, yes. I think you're right. I think for the longest time, um, Certainly in the UK, you would look at websites and go, actually, you're a small company trying to look big because that's what we thought we had to do. Uh, but bringing right. it back to what we talked about at the beginning, you can be a small company and celebrate being small because small actually is a massive advantage in the eyes of a lot of consumers these days when you present that story in the right way. Absolutely. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. And for the customer to know that they're more than just a number. You know, like if I go into any of the big stores, these people don't know who I am. They don't, if I don't shop there tomorrow because I had a crappy experience, they don't care because there's a million other people lining up to buy from them. But for the small company, when you're able to put so much more into that experience your customers can feel that and can tell the difference. Yeah. And that's totally true. We had a a guest on the show a few weeks ago who was talking um, about uh, 
when a customer buys from you, your sort of follow-up sequences and how you need to sort of think mm -hmm. that through. And so I said, well, give me an example. And she gave me an example of a website who I subsequently went and ordered a product from because I wanted to see what they did. Um, just because she said, yeah. I was like, I'm curious. Uh, and such is my job. I basically buy products online just to have a nose, really. Um, it's all part yeah. of my research. Um, and one of the things that I loved, when I got the product from them, it was beautifully packaged. Um, and it was a leather journal. And there was a handwritten note in there. Uh, and, and the person that sent me the handwritten note was a person that emailed me like three times before I got my product. Uh, and it was somehow connected all up. And I thought, actually, that was quite wonderful. And so she, uh, it was a she, she emails me like five or six weeks later. Hey, how's it going? Do you need any refills? Do you need this? Do you need that? And I'm like, this is amazing because no longer is it this company. It's actually all about right. my relationship now with this person. Uh, and so now yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'd buy a leather journal from anywhere else. I just quite like this company. They're easy, you know. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thing, isn't it? That level of detail and service you can do as a small business that actually the big guys can't do. No, definitely not. And there, you know, it doesn't have to be you sitting down at the desk the moment the sale comes in and like typing up this email. There are tools to help you do that. Um, but you can still make it look more personal, like you did just sit down at your desk. Yeah. And another point, what I've found too is, you know, if you think back, community and personal relationships have really always been a thing in business, right? And then we kind of went through this period where maybe it was a little bit less important, it became a little bit more impersonal. As our digital world has changed, people are just naturally more disconnected from each other. Mm. Then the pandemic came. We're even more disconnected from each other. So people are craving connection more so now than they really ever have because they don't have it anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, and so now is such a really great time to just dial that up as much as you can. That's totally true. You know what? One of our brands we sell on the skincare side is aimed at, uh, let's just say, a specific age range, um, mm -hmm. uh, an elderly uh, age range. So we have people who call up, um, not because they've got any problems or any issues. They just want to chat to the customer service girls. Just <laughs> want to have a chat. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> Do you want to buy anything? <laughs> sure. Let's have a chat first. Okay. All right, as long as I know what I'm doing. And it's quite, it's just yeah. quite, it's quite, it's that craving, like you say, of community, which I think is quite nice. And so if I bring this all back, we're talking about how do we, um, how do we beat our competitors, right? How do we convince customers to buy from us rather than our competitors? One of the things that, um, I don't know, do you do this? I, I always buy products from my competitors, always. And I send those products back. I keep hold of them. I write emails complaining about them um not because necessarily there's anything wrong i'm just i'm just an awkward little git and i want to see what they're doing right it's just all about research yep. do you do that yep. or is that just me being nuts so yes i have done that um for sure to see what their purchase funnel is like what emails am i going to get how are they approaching it i definitely do all of that the one thing i would caution though is Give yourself kind of a time limit that you are going to put your energy into that. Because what ends up happening is you soak up all of this information that you end up taking no action. 
or you you get out of thinking about your own customer, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes of that business. So you could see something that you think is really cool, but for all you know, it doesn't actually work for them. Yeah. Or they could be broke. They could have no profit. You don't know. So I I do caution to always have a little bit of a balance there. And I mean, hey, we're all works in progress, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> Me more than most, to be fair, Jessica. Me more than yeah. most. Yeah. But that's yeah. such good Even advice. When, such good advice. Yeah. Even when it comes to just, you know, Uh, consuming content, right? So even with this podcast, right, it's really great to listen to podcasts, but if you never take action on anything and you're just constantly in consume mode, it's not going to help you to just hear it. You have to go do something about it. No, you do. And actually uh, quite rightly so. I mean, I, I purged the podcasts in my player uh, recently, and I got—I I must have got unsubscribed from. I was subscribed to like sixty podcast streams. I'm like, I—I I listen. I'm never going to listen to all of those. And so <laughs> I—and the ones that I was listening to, like you say, I was just listening to them. I wasn't taking action. I'm like, this is this doesn't make sense to me. And so I yeah. chose like um, three or four podcasts which I felt gave me the most value right now that I can actually put some effort into, and learn from. Uh, and and actually make changes and pivot accordingly after I've listened to them. So um, hopefully you are doing that listening to this show and we're one of the three or four on your list. Uh, and hopefully you're doing what Jessica's saying, actually doing something about it. So, you know, you've heard some amazing tips tonight. What actions are you going to do? What's your biggest takeaway? Do let us know because we'd love to hear it, um, you know, because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Helping you grow your e-commerce yeah. business. You've actually got to do the work. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. it doesn't grow just by listening to the podcast, uh, which would, would 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 be really nice if it did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But then everybody would be doing it, right? And yeah. I, you know, for those of you listening who I've obviously been talking about video a lot here, and you may be pushing back. One of the things I will say because I was never comfortable in front of the camera, and you know, then I start this business, and I basically am the business, so I needed to show up. I recorded a lot of videos by myself that will never see the light of day. <laughs> I know exactly so, what you're talking about. <laughs> so don't be afraid to just do video all your lonesome. It can completely be terrible. You trip over all your words. You look dumb. doesn't matter. Just keep doing them. You'll get more used to even just looking at yourself back in the, you know, the video if yeah. you're doing it on your phone or whatever. Um, and that makes it much, much easier. No, I totally agree. I've got so many videos which are on <laughs> like Vimeo or YouTube, which are private. You're never going to see them. And in fact, I yeah. should probably go and delete them one day because my staff might release them. And you do, you look back on them and go, what was I thinking? Right. What? Yeah. But that's how you learn. That's how you you craft. Yeah. Right. You don't yeah. you don't suddenly just become great at video. You've got to do at least 10 hours worth of rubbish videos before you start to get some kind of idea. Um, a top tip yeah. here. Right. If you've not noticed what we, this is what we do on the e-commerce podcast here, actually have guests. Um, so if you find it hard just to talk to the camera by yourself, uh, get somebody on Zoom or get somebody with you and have a conversation with them like a customer and answer their questions be animated if you need that if you need that feedback you can use that as well which is i mean you know without being too crude we use this content on our websites on our marketing websites but it's it's 
it just works so much better when we have amazing people and guests like you, Jessica, on the yeah. show, rather than me just sitting yeah. here going, let me tell you about popcorn. <laughs> um, it, it just doesn't work as well. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. need, I think you need to, you can bounce off people. So don't be afraid to go and get people, go and get customers. You can interview them. You can talk to them. You can answer their questions, record it and use those as videos. Genuinely, people are happy. Uh, they don't expect like Hollywood production, do they? If you're a, if you're a small local business. No, they really, they really don't. They really don't. I think they're quite forgiving. I love that. Yeah, it's true. I think the one they piece of are. advice I would give uh, is actually audio is the most important thing about video. It's such an uh, yes. an odd thing, isn't it? But uh, is would you agree? I would agree. It can be really distracting if it's super echoey or it just doesn't, it's not clear or it's really low. So I would definitely get yourself an external microphone for sure. Yeah. Do the audio well, much more than lighting and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, check out the audio. Listen, Jessica, I have really, really enjoyed tonight's show. Got a lot out of it. Uh, my staff are going to think I'm nuts tomorrow when I go in and say, right, guys, let's get QVC on. Um, and so we're <laughs> going to have that conversation tomorrow. Um, how can people reach you? How can they get hold of you? How can they connect with you if they want to? For sure. So you can find me at ecommercebadassery.com and I am e-commerce. <laughs> I am e-commerce badassery on all the channels, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and I would love to chat with you and just kind of see where you're at. I love learning about, you know, everyone's at a different point in their e-commerce journey. So I love to pay attention to what people are telling me so that I can create content that will specifically help them. Ah, you take your own medicine. I do. I do. Very sometimes, good. you know, I'm a work in progress. I have to remind myself sometimes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I try. You and me both. Yeah. I find that when I go and do coaching with clients, I'm always much better at finding what they should do and rather than my own business making. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow, how does that work? Why can't I do this on my own business? I have no idea. Um, You're just so, too close to it. Yeah, too tunnel vision, yeah. aren't you? And actually that you need mm -hmm. that external help to ask you the straightforward questions. Um, so that's e-commerce badassery, A-S-S-E-R-Y.com. Why e-commerce badassery? What, what was that all about? <laughs> so I actually struggled for a long time to come up with the name and I really wanted something that reflected my personality. I'm a very particular kind of person. They either love me or they hate me. I'm a little bit crass. I'm very like direct and to the point. Um, so I wanted something to encompass that. And it, it was really about the person I wanted to work with is like that scrappy, just kind of figures it out as they go. Um, because that's who I am. And wow. so I felt like that really got that message across. Fantastic. It's a great name. Yeah. It is a great, it's very memorable. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. You. It's very memorable. I spoke to the lady at ecommercebadassery.com. <laughs> um, they, they'll remember that more than Jessica. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> but that's probably. probably a good thing, right? So yeah. um, listen, uh, really, really appreciate you being on the show. Really enjoyed the conversation uh, with you. Learn so much. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, been an absolute pleasure. Jessica, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It's been a blast. No problem. Thank you.
Okay, wasn't Jessica absolutely fantastic? A big thanks to my very special guest. Uh, wasn't that a great show? You know, uh, what? Wh- wherever you're listening to this podcast, whatever it is you're doing, I hope you understand. Uh, I just love this kind of stuff and I hope that comes out. I'm always looking for ways to grow my own e-commerce business. And whenever I speak to a guest, I always want to find some real practical nuggets that I can use myself. And I really enjoyed that tonight. I'm definitely doing the QVC research. Uh, That was my takeaway for tonight. But what about you? What was your takeaway? Do write us and let us know. uh, Write in the comments below the videos or on social media, or just get in touch with us at ecommercepodcast.net and let us know your big takeaways. And get in touch with Jessica too. I'm sure she'd love to reach out to you and connect with you. I hope you got some great stuff out of it. Um, If you did, if you enjoyed this show, I would appreciate it if you could rate the show on iTunes and even share it out uh, so that we can connect with a few more folks around the world. Always appreciate you doing that and always enjoy uh, reading your emails and comments about the show uh, and connecting with you guys on social media. So thanks for doing that and keep on doing it. Now, as I said at the start of the show, all the notes, links and even the transcript uh, from tonight's show uh, are available for free and you can access them at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 42. Uh, that's just the number 42, uh, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 42. And you will find all of the show notes from uh, tonight with Jessica uh, and you can get those for free. So all that's left for me to say is thanks for listening. Make sure you come back next time uh, as we have some great guests just like Jessica lined up for the show uh, on and they're going to we're going to pick their brains and figure out how to grow our own online business. So that's it from me. Thank you so much for watching. I'll be back again very soon. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.